0: Welcome to the Muckle Teal Football Show. My name is Miles. Saturday football's in the books. The Kansas City Chiefs clinch the AFC number one seed, and the Jacksonville Jaguars complete the craziest division comeback potentially in NFL history. You know, I was trying to go back. Um, you know, I searched craziest division comebacks in NFL history and Google, nothing came up, but I was trying to go back to find like where, where has a team made this type of comeback into the playoffs, uh, with a division win cuz cuz we've seen teams get super hot, you know, just before Thanksgiving in December and grab one of those wild card spots. We see that every once in a while the 05 Steelers come to mind, 07 Giants. You know, there's been teams recently as well that you know, that happens. That happens. But to win the division when it was so out of <laughs> anybody's minds. So what it was that November, mid November, like the, say the 17th, I believe was the Titans Packers game that Thursday night football, the Titans were seven and three. Having just beat the Packers, the Jaguars were three and seven and they were on by, they just crumbled to the chiefs. And now here we are. The Jaguars are the AFC South champions. It's, Absolutely insane. There's not much to compare it to in terms of winning the division with this type of hot streak. Uh, I guess the closest that I could find, you know, just scanning seasons on Pro Football Reference was the the 2002 New York Jets, uh, the Herm Edwards you play to win the game Jets. Um, they started two and five and then they ended up nine and seven. in this, this is complicated, you know, three way tiebreakers of the Patriots and the, and the dolphins that they, the jets ended up getting that Oh, two AFC East, uh, championship. One of the only AFC championships, uh, for two decades that wasn't won by Brady and Belichick, but we'll get to that game. That was one of two, uh, games on the ESPN doubleheader the chiefs walloped the raiders as they often do i think mahomes like averages 30 points against the raiders or something like that it's it's crazy um you know i i know myself and a, and a lot of people and ryan clark said this on espn the next snap of football that we watch is going to be the scariest snap of football we've ever watched because we ended monday night football with demar hamler not breathing um and it was just i don't know i i wasn't feeling good about it i wasn't feeling like pumped up for football today until we got going you know the 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 tributes to hamlin um the fact that he's you know able to to tweet <laughs> you know now he's doing okay um there's a long road ahead as as he said in the tweet but um the prayer circles the the coat you know it flashed to uh, you know Chiefs raiders or i think on that first drive it flashes to eric bienemy and and he's calling plays and he's got a you know love for number 3 for demar hamlin so um he just kind of you know okay we can breathe a little bit football's going again um, but this was this first game was just a, a slaughter the the chiefs clinched the number 1 seed they will get the bye week they may not get home field advantage in the AFC title game if it's them and the bills because of the cancellation and the new rules that they they voted on on Friday I don't know we'll have to talk about that as we go through the playoffs but it's going to be a fascinating (laughs) reason for the Chiefs not to host a fifth AFC title game uh, if they were to win their divisional game and bills were to also be their opponent that would just be crazy but Kansas City we'll see you in a couple weeks uh, the only thing to talk about is the history books. Basically, um, Pat Mahomes he gets what to five thousand yards. Well, actually, he got he had five thousand forty eight yards coming into this game, which is good because that means he was he became the um, the fifteenth quarterback to throw for five thousand yards in a season, and he did it last week within the sixteen game schedule that everyone else on that list had. Unlike Justin Herbert last year, who ended with five thousand yards, but only got that because of the seventeenth game, Mahomes padded that from here. I think he, you know, went up uh, to number four all time uh, career single season passing yards. Um, that's what the 17th game does, right? You know, I mean, he comes in and he's got 5,048 yards on the year. He's definitely going to win MVP. And this is just like bonus. It's all frosting for, for his, uh, you know, statistical resume. That first wheel route to Justin Watson that, uh, you know, the, the backup tight end took up the sideline there for 67 yards. I think it was like the third play of the game. That took 2022 Pat Mahomes from the 13th best single season yards all time, which he would have had, had he only played 16 games to the ninth best single season yards all time. Just that one play in a game that none of the rest of them got to play. ESPN doesn't care about this. I care about this. (laughs) I care about this. This game didn't exist for 1984 Dan Marino. This game didn't exist for 2013 drew Brees, 2012 drew Brees, 2016 drew Brees. Since that's mostly who <laughs> Mahomes is passing versions, of, different years of drew Brees. Um, I don't know. I spent too much time on that. Travis Kelsey also had a historic season. He finishes with 1,338 receiving yards, fourth best all time for a tight end. Um, he himself has the record uh, in 2020 one less game, by the way. um, uh, Actually, you know, it's funny. Mahomes has the fourth most single season career yards for a quarterback of all time. It is not the most in the 17 game era. That award goes to Tom Brady last year. Tom Brady has the third most yards all time and most in a 17 game era, which is only two years old. Same for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has the fourth most tight end yards in a season of all time, but it is the second most in the 17 game era because Mark Andrews, Baltimore Ravens tight end had more yards last year. So I know we're going to put all these historic headlines out there. The, the extra game means a lot. These are great, great seasons, but they're not, they're not the famous seasons, we're pretending that they are, but they're not the famous seasons. This wasn't 84 Marino. This is 86 Marino. <laughs> Basically, Mahomes MVP, second MVP coming at you. So um, the next game was an actual playoff game. So let's talk about that. Jacksonville Jaguars versus Tennessee Titans. Uh, you know, we we talked about the comeback. The actual game, um, you know, it, Trevor Lawrence, this should have been the, the coming out party. You know, the Jaguars won, but... The Trevor Lawrence of it all wasn't that great. You know, he had the 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 air ball on, uh, <laughs> to Zay Jones, where he just, one of the worst throws of the season, where he missed a wide open Zay Jones in the end zone for a crucial play, too, because the Jaguars just could not get a hold of this game. The Titans were stopping them. The Titans were driving with Josh Dobbs, and the Jaguars really could have used that. Lawrence... Didn't look good. Didn't look good. Um, but the Titans offense was relatively toothless. Josh Dobbs played well. I thought, um, to me, Josh Dobbs actually sh- showed that it probably kept himself as a backup going forward here. Um, because he, he played well. It's a sixth season. I know it's only a second start. Um, he made some good third down plays. He made some good sideline throws. His, his touchdown to Ngankwe uh, was, was a good throw. Uh, you know, the Titans we were up 10-0 at one point. These are just throws that Malik Willis couldn't make. In college either, by the way. And Josh Dobbs could. And he he kept them in this game. But ultimately, you know, what changed wasn't Trevor Lawrence. And it really wasn't Josh Dobbs either. I don't blame Josh Dobbs. What happened in this game is the Jacksonville Jaguars pass rush took over. They, they absolutely took over and they started creating havoc. And th- there was a couple interceptions. interceptions. Um, one interception was uh, returned in a field goal range where Trevor Lawrence went three and out and then they kicked a field goal. And then the other interception on a corner blitz uh that Josh Dobbs got the ball hit and then that landed in the arms of a zone zone coverage defensive end, Josh Allen out there, and he returned it for a touchdown. Uh, so the Jaguars defense did it all. In between there, Trevor Lawrence and the offense are just going, you know, punting the ball back to the Titans over and over and over again. It was the Jaguars defense in that rush that won this game. And that... Is intriguing because although I was posting on Twitter that <laughs> this is because the game was devolving into punts, that whatever team wins this game, you know, is is going to be a I'm going to hope for them to be eliminated from the playoffs quickly uh, because I don't want to see them, you know, win a fluke game and then ruin one of our divisional or title games because they're just going to get blown out. Um, but. What I really, really, really am intrigued by is if this Jaguars defense can be that second half defense and Trevor Lawrence gets back on track because let's make no mistake about it. Why did this play? Why did this game even have playoff implications? It's because of Trevor Lawrence. He didn't play great today, played okay, but not great. Certainly not good enough to win the game. The defense won the game and and Lawrence said that Lawrence said the defense won the game. The two things, the Jaguars pass rush and a swarming defense that they got at the end, Derrick Henry, irrelevant. Sure, get all your stats, Henry, whatever. You're irrelevant to winning games. I just, I do not get the Derrick Henry this year. I've been talking about this all year long. Hand it off to him. Get him all the stats. It doesn't matter. Doesn't add to points. Doesn't add to wins. Joe Buck was talking about Derrick Henry, you know, hand it off to him now, you know, and then he'll wear down the defense and Aikman for the first announcer to acknowledge this. That's not really true this year. Henry is averaging less yards per carry in the fourth quarter than he is in the rest of the game. Who's wearing down who the defense is wearing down Henry, not the other way around Jaguars defense if they can combine with some of the Trevor Lawrence that got them to this place in the first place, there's something, there's something there. I know the AFC is tough, but there's something there. Just, just narratively. Um, so that will be fun. I don't know who Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars will play. Maybe it will be the chargers. Maybe it will be the Ravens. We shall see, but, um, yeah, good Saturday night football. I thought, um, I thought it was, both games were good. Good way to get our toe back in the water after what happened on Monday night. Uh, we will be back. Muckle Teal Football Show will be back tomorrow night uh, to talk the relevant games. Like, no, we're not going to talk Texans-Colts at all. We'll talk the relevant games and then give our first look at the playoff matchups. All right, thank you all. Have a good Saturday night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.